Welcome, guys, to the Couple Nurses podcast with their hosts, Peter Fendero and myself, Matt Slarczyk. This is a podcast where we tackle current health news and hot nursing topics, one conversation at a time. Thank you guys for listening. If you find any value in this podcast, please give us a follow, review, and a share. Hit the five stars. It helps us. And hopefully you guys are checking out our YouTube channel and digging the vlog that we're doing. We're we're taking a lot of time to doing that. So make sure those that are listening to tune into that. How are we doing, Pete? I'm doing great. Well, welcome, guys. So today we're going to talk about seven of the most common travel nursing myths. There's a few travel nursing myths that we found out about and we're just going to try and debunk them for the most part and i feel like there's no really really myths that that can't be debunked hell yeah plus like we're enjoying travel nursing like we're putting a lot of work with what we're doing and the podcast and all this vlogging but like ultimately i'm having a blast and i think people have to hear these debunked myths yeah because travel nursing like when you first heard of travel nursing you didn't hear, hear like a positive thing about it you're just like all oh, travel nurses yeah they, they go travel but they get screwed at the end. Like they don't make as much money as you think. You know, it's not as enjoyable as people make, make it seem to be. But it's pretty damn fun, man. Yeah, even if you talk to older people or like family members before I left, they were just like, you have a good staff job here. Like, why don't you just stay? Like, you know, like it's like that comfort talk. Like, yeah, I'm comfortable. Yes, I have a good job. But like, what else is out there? Why not try it while I'm young? Yeah, it's a whole different lifestyle. Like you may have consistency for like maybe three months. If that, if you decide to extend, you know, you get the six months, eight months, and, and a year if you really want to, but it's like a constant change. And it's it's actually ideal because you make good money and you could travel. And luckily with nursing, you may technically work three, day, three days or three nights a week. So you have four to, to enjoy. And like back in Chicago, like those four days off, like, like they were nice, but you're really limited on things you could do. And then you just oh, find yeah. yourself doing the same thing over and over again. Like you can only go to the city so many times a year right before it gets kind of like repetitive and you really want to go there. Yeah, not only that, but now with restrictions, like it's that much worse. Like going to the city is not the same. Partying in Chicago like we used to and having having fun, it's not the same anymore. And actually right now, even though a lot of places are shut down in states and kinds of shutting down, this is like not a, the, I mean, I don't want to entice anybody to travel, but this is not a horrible time to travel if you want to like check out different outdoor things. If you want, if you're an outdoor person, this is probably the best time for you to go because things are, are less crowded. If you want to go hiking, this is probably the best time to go hiking because there's not going to be a lot of people there, especially if you're going to like a popular place. You can go to some cool canyon because you actually be able to enjoy it fully without any other distractions. Not only that, but during this winter time, if you're listening to that transition between November to like February, winter rates hit and you actually get paid more as a traveler. So not only can you move to destinations that are warmer, you're able to reap the benefits of higher pay during this season. Unfortunately, you are losing like that family aspect of it because winter rates usually come like in the winter so you're gonna most likely miss thanksgiving you're gonna most likely miss christmas miss miss new year's eve new year's day with your family but if you're one of the people that can that doesn't really have a large family like if you're single traveling is legit like it's not bad if you have like a significant other it's still doable it's, it's completely doable but if you have like a big family like i can say you have like three or four kids and they're you know between like the ages of like infant to like 12 it's gonna be a lot harder yeah and that's the reality we're facing this year for example is we're working both thanksgiving both christmas day and eve and that's unfortunate but at least like we have new year's off i believe so a couple nurses gonna throw a banger yeah i've always like if people want to switch for like christmas eve or christmas day like even in my old job like i was okay with it like you know my family isn't huge i see them for the most part multiple times times a week so for me, I'm not saying that Christmas isn't as big deal as, you know, as it was before, but it's, it's really not. You know, like I see him frequently, so 
you know, I prefer to give somebody else that time to spend with their family that don't really see as often. And you hopefully you get rewarded in the future when you have kids, you like know, good hopefully. And yeah, and that, I think that's the only thing that sucks in nursing in general is that like holidays are amazing, but it sucks that you get drawn away for the duty of taking care of patients because it's a 24-hour job. Yeah, but it's, it's, a, it's, what, it's just kind of we expect that we knew this yeah. was going to happen. This is the way we chose to go. So let's dive into these, to these myths, you guys. So myth number one is going to be travel nurses qualify for tax-free money if they're 50 miles away. And that's that's completely correct. Um, that You do qualify when you're 50 miles away from your, your actual residency. So at, away from like your taxable residency. So where your your ID or lesson says where you live at. Yeah, like in order to like reap those benefits, like you have to be a temporary worker. So you have to be in a different location 50 mile radius of that permanent residency and wh- wherever that is you are able to flourish the benefits of getting tax-free money it's not all on tax it's not like our, our whole whole income is ta- is on tax it's not it's, it's not that's the false portion that's the, that's the myth of it the only part that you get on tax is your hourly rate your your, your stipends and all that that's all going to be on tax but your taxable rate is only going to be your hourly rate Yes. So that's why people tend to make less hourly, but they get more benefit in stipends. Stipends and travel bonuses that that they get. And those are the benefits. And, you know, you could still travel nurse and, like, work in the same state. You would just be technically considered an agency nurse at that point. So you are just taking a contract from this hospital at an hourly rate. So let's just say it might be, like, 50, 60 bucks, and you're going to get taxed fully in that state. And that might be a benefit if you're still thinking about travel nursing because you could just get into a dope hospital that maybe you weren't able to as a staff nurse. Then they'll like you, the manager likes you, boom, position opens up. Yeah, so the only myth about this, so the myth is that we get back basically income untaxed. Yeah. That's that's false. The only thing that is untaxed is our hourly rate. Everything, I'm sorry, the only thing that is taxed is our hourly rate and everything else besides that is going to be untaxed yeah and that that goes to like myth number two that travel nurses can work at home for a few weeks a year and continue to receiving tax-free money and that's where the whole temporary work comes in so a lot of nurses at our hospital for example they're facing this reality that they were in a contract for it's a year upcoming and now they have to make the decision whether they want to become a staff nurse which there's nurses that want to do that so they'll take the full-time position or you have to go somewhere for a couple months, take an eight-week contract, 13-week contract away from where you currently are just so you could continue receiving those tax-free. Because after a year, that's the, that, that's it. You pull the plug if you keep re-extending in the same hospital. Yeah, that's the law. So the law basically says, like Matt said, if you work at a facility for a year or over, that becomes your permanent residency, not the out-of-state one that you actually have access to and that you, you live on. So me and Matt are from Chicago, and if we decide to stay in this hospital for, for one year, well, guess what? Our residency is not going to Chicago. It's going to be here. Yes. Because that's basically showing the IRS and the government that we're spending most of our time here compared to Chicago. So yeah. what we have to do is we could either, after this three-month contract, we could leave for a few weeks and then come back, or we could just do our year, do another contract somewhere else, and then come back later on. But that's, it's just a year the at one point running. Yeah, yeah it's, it's definitely some shit. Yeah. And then the third myth is travel nurses make... Ten dollars an hour. Uh, that's that's a myth. Of course, you get taxed less, correct? So, we get like seventy five percent of our income from untaxed money, which are the stipends. That's where you reap the benefits, and you have a lower hourly rate. It's not ten bucks. It's still lower, and this is where you actually want it to be lower. So, some travel nurses think that like, 
I have a great gross, like, you know, yada, yada, yada. But let's do the math. Like, how much money is actually taxed and untaxed? Because you'll, you'll receive more, and that's what you want to kind of push for. So if anything, a myth is, is like, hell yeah, let's get paid less. If it, if it could go down to 10, it would be. But, you know, that's how you're going to reap the benefits. Yeah, the myth is people think that nurses make, travel nurses make like $20 an hour, $50 an hour, $25, $30, which is not that much. But they're not looking at the whole picture. They're looking at just hourly wage. So, yeah, technically an hour, we don't make a lot of money hourly, right? We make like 15 20 25 depending on what the industry standard is for where you're at. And, yeah, that's how much we get paid an hour. But we don't get most our money from our hourly rate. We get most our money from the stipends that the agency provides. So if you're looking for a good payout, focus more on stipends than the hourly rate because like I said, the hourly rate is going to get taxed and the stipends are not going to get taxed. And that's something you can negotiate as well if you're accepting a contract. Hey, like, what can we do about this hourly rate? And I think I was arguing one time, not arguing, but negotiating with Arius that one time. I'm like, hey, let's take a couple of dollars off this hourly pay. Give me more stipends. And then I was doing the math. I'm like, oh, I don't think it's worth it because, yeah, I'm getting a lower hourly rate. But now she's taking a good chunk of my stipend and it's not even worth it when, it, when you look at it the long term. Mm-hmm. So you got to like you got to plug in the plug in plug and play to figure it out. Probably the biggest thing is always look at your gross and your net because the gross is how much you're getting before taxes and net is actually going to be your, your 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 take home. That's a lot of people forget that they see a nice gross, but then when they actually get a paycheck, you're just like, then this is a lot lower than I thought it was. Yeah, you know, yeah. So travelers do not make twenty dollars an hour. We make more than that through stipends through weekly, except. People just look at the hourly rate and think that travelers only make this little an hour, which is completely false. It is false. So myth number four is that travel agencies needs your paperwork. I'm sorry. Travel agency needs all of your paperwork before they can work with you. And that's false because you can get started by just giving simple information and they could start already setting contracts and information out for you. So they wouldn't able they wouldn't be able to, to submit you to an age to an hospital. But at least if you have like your checklist done, which is pretty simple to do, it takes like 30 minutes and they have like regular information of what unit specialty, they could start compiling a list of availability. And then while you do that, you have time to start filling in the paperwork. Just the process is quicker. Yeah. Or even if you don't even want, want to do these checklists, all you have to do is reach out to, true, to like true staff or somebody else. Like if you pick up the phone and call true staff and ask them how much their travel nursing contracts are, all they really need is your name, your email, what's your specialty. And where do you want to go to? That's literally all they need from you. And they could tell you all the rates within whichever state you want to. So if you recall true staff as, hey, um, my name is, is Joe Johnson. And I'm a ICURN. Is there any contract open in Texas? And they're like, yeah, there definitely is. Can I get your email, email address? And they'll send you a bunch of contracts. But the thing is, you won't know if you're approved for those assignments until you give them a little more information. But if you're just trying to eyeball where you could get contracted in, you all you got to do is call them, provide an email address, and they could send you stuff right off, right off the bat within hours, even probably before you hang up, you'll have something in your email address. Yeah, and because like people have to realize it's like selling a car. So if you come up to a salesman and you're like, hey, I want to buy this 2020 Toyota Camry, he's going to be like, yeah, no problem. I'll come up with a list of, you know, everything that you need, what kind of what kind of model you're looking for, is it how, you know, what kind of driver you are, they'll provide it. They'll be more than happy to is because they make money off the sale. Same thing as a tra- in travel nursing, you, a recruiter is, in honesty, a salesman. Like they're trying to sell you a contract because they're going to get commission off that. I'm sure that's how it operates. So they're going to be inclined to hook it up, show you some contracts, show you what states, where the crisis rates are, like information, 
is minimal when it comes to trying to find a contract. So that's debunked. Yeah, they're trying to hook you. So myth number five is travel nurses always float. So travel nurses don't always float. You're mostly going to float at some point in your travel nursing assignment, maybe not the first one or second one, but you're definitely going to have some kind of opportunity to float or not really opportunity if you don't like it, but you're going to get floated at some point just because you are lowest on total pool technically and you are most of the time paid a little bit more than, than regular nurses and you're pretty much more disposable than their staff nurses because if you're in an ICU and have somebody really critical, they're not going to give it to a travel nurse because if you look at it, it might be a little bit of liability because they're not the travel nurse isn't going to know the exact procedure and standards that are expected compared to a staff nurse that has dealt with them multiple times. You know, like even with like swans, like in my old hospital, we work with swans manually. We push our hemodynamics, we push the fluids. And here, it was electronical. You're not pushing anything. You just get off the monitor. You're indexing output. And like most, most like places, they'll like rotate who's floating. So like you will be added as a traveler to their like staff pool of floats. And it's going to be like equal, you know, like, hey, whoever's on the unit, when was your last float day? And you guys will all be rotating. And when it comes to this myth, there is a disclaimer, though. If you work for Kaiser, unfortunately, I had, didn't have the best experience with that um, hospital. They're more California-based if you travel there. I was floating a good amount of times. Sometimes twice a shift, that myth is true. I'm sorry, that, that, that that's not a myth. That's fact. Like, you float twice sometimes in Kaiser. Like... I had a night in Kaiser when I worked. I floated six times in three nights, and I chartered on 24 patients because I usually had somebody discharged, took an admission. Like they they work you for that money, but you do get paid more. So that's just how much you want how much you want to work for. You know, it kind of sucks. I never flown that much. Even Oakland, I mean, I floated maybe four or five times during the whole assignment. Here, I haven't floated yet, and in my prior hospital. I didn't really float either. I'm telling you what to float was if I wanted to float to the COVID units. So, yeah, so like back to the Kaiser, and Matt's not the first that's going to attest to that. A lot of people that work in Kaiser, they could probably agree with Matt that yeah. travel, like you get, as a travel nurse, you get floated a lot. Like you are super, super, super on the bottom of the pool, right? They can just throw you anywhere and, you know, make you work for your money. I'm not saying I don't work my money here. I'm just saying I would not want to get, get floated so much so often. And you said you get floated multiple times a shift too. You can twice. You from unit. Be, yeah, because what happens is there's usually most hospitals are full 12 hour, eight hour shifts. There, there's older nurses are grandfather, grandfathered with eight hours. So a shift starts at 7 p.m., but at 11 p.m., there's a shift that works from three to eight and there's there's voids to fill. So they'll they'll pull you. And because you're an ICU, specifically, why the reason why I float so much as a uh, travel nurse in Kaiser is because I'm ICU. So I could freaking work in a tele pcu step down med surge i'm disposable to all these units and they're either hire travel nurses and then they pick and point you know and then next time at 3 p.m is another change of shift they could even fucking pull you and put you in for four hours somewhere else just imagine that that's some shit i don't hate that yeah i'd be so annoyed all right so myth number six is travel nurses only get paid 1.5 times their hourly taxable rate so that is Partially true, because technically we we do make overtime at 1.5 times our hourly rate, which isn't that much if you if you get only paid twenty dollars an hour, so that comes up to be what what thirty, which is not very much. But the thing is, you can negotiate it in your contract if you if you want to get paid more for overtime because you know you want to pick up overtime. So let's say your contract says you'll be required to work three shifts a week, but you plan on working five, then let the 
you know, let the recruiter know because they could put some kind of clause in your contract that's, that says, hey, if you work overtime, you're going to get paid twice as much or you're going to get more stipend or, or, or things like that. But you got to let them know if you plan to pick overtime. That way they could kind of work with you. But the standard is the law. It actually is no standard. The law says that you, you have to get paid at least 1.5 times your hourly rate. That, that's a law in the United States if yeah. you work overtime. So, so in Cali... That's a minimum. Yeah. Not, it's not the ceiling. It's a minimum. So they should offer you at least that. Yeah. So in Cali, you'll, do, you'll get double time, which is nice after 12. But also... Most most recruiters will tell you, hey, it's one point five, but you could definitely negotiate negotiate up. When I was in Santa Monica last time, I cranked that shit up to like sixty some bucks plus. I was able to do that, and that's awesome because my hourly rate was so low, but it's like it was like times three regular. So you could talk to them, and you could you know figure that out. There's definitely leeway for that. You could sometimes ask like for a bonus, like hey, if I pick up a shift. I get paid a hundred bucks, so you they'll do time and a half or whatever extra, and plus a hundred bucks. So you could kind of you go play with it, man. And that goes directly into myth number seven, which is most nurses get ripped off when it comes to this. Yeah, if you get taken advantage, because I'm pretty sure me and Peter had our fair share that our first contract we took, we got kind of rushed into it. It was only eight week. We felt comfortable because we didn't want to do it for thirteen. Remember that shit? And like we kind of like made thought about it it was actually a crisis rate contract because they really needed us but yet we got like shoved a regular price because we we're completely new to travel nursing so yeah you got to be careful but also double double-edged sword then you could ask your recruiter for you know travel bonus you know like you know if you're um, going in between contracts they'll pay maybe 500 bucks just depends 250 sometimes you could buy some scrubs you reimburse you for that your acl classes so there's little ways to gain money as you're going in between contracts so you could benefit it is the business of sales guys so there's gonna be some recruiters out there that are gonna try and take advantage of you they might promise you things that, that they can't really deliver on so yeah there is gonna be those kind of instances but that's kind of how it is with any kind of sales position if you have a good recruiter and if they're smart that's not good for longevity purposes so most people are not gonna try and screw you over as, as a nurse especially because you're a healthcare worker and plus if if the recruiter screws you over guess what you're not gonna come back to the company that person is losing you, uh, losing you basically off for another contract. If they screw you, off, screw you over with the first contract, you're not going to come back to them, right? So you're not going to pay pay them anymore if you ex- if you extend it because you're not going to extend it with them anymore. Yeah, like that. You had a pretty good, pretty bad experience too with somebody, and you don't want to go with them again. That's bad for business. Yeah, I basically fired the recruiter mid shift because I was like, I'm t- I'm tired of this. Yeah, dude, and that's not good for anybody. The company's gonna gonna not sustain itself because if you keep screwing people over, then that's bad reputation. Yeah. No one's going to come back. You and might get one person and two people, but you're not going to retain them at all. Your retention rate is going to be going to be horrible because you're just screwing people over from just so like a like quick income. Yeah, and that's why like True Staff is solid because they have high retention rates for that fact that the recruiters like usually don't play, right? And like, you know, if you are a travel nurse that's listening and maybe you're like, damn, should I accept this contract? Send us a DM on Instagram and like we'll review your contract for you. So we'll let you know how it actually looks. And if not, you could also come to the dark side with us and check out our awesome recruiter that we have. Yeah. I like Kendall, man. True has, yeah, Truda has been great for us. They're sending us some cool hoodies, and Kendall's always on point. You know? Yeah, we have, we have, like, this old military uh, guy, and he's a Marine. He's, like, just straight business. He, like, handles things. Like, if I need something, some information, I know it's going to get handled by him. And that's, like, the recruiter that you want. Not that you're, like, bugging him about, like, two, three things on a task list. Next week goes on, and I'm like, hey, how was it? You know, because sometimes you don't follow up every day with your recruiter. Yeah. That relationship, sometimes you'll hit them up like every other day. 
if you're you know starting a contract signing on you'll be talking more but in between contracts or during your contract you're gonna like send a text once a week how are you and stuff and it's annoying when you have that recruiter that you told them something to do last week week goes by hey did you do this um oh yeah i'll get it done now that's annoying it doesn't happen with Kendall, and I love it. Yeah, like the standard travel rate for like messaging your recruiter or something, it's like 24 hours, but Kendall just gets it the same day. Like if you message him in the morning, he responds at least at least by noon. He's, he's straight busy. He's straight on to it. And yeah, and he likes our vlogs too, so it's pretty cool. I know. Like, is that funny when you can mess around with him? And that's like the relationship you want to build with your recruiter. Like you don't want it to somebody. Like that's why like you could review a recruiter and be like, eh, you know what? I don't probably won't like this person. Because if you're annoyed by him already as a person, it's only going to add stress on as you're, you know, in your contract when you got to handle stuff. So make sure it has like some of the same personality and your needs. And that's like the cool thing that like with True Step, we're able to kind of like say, hey, this is what I like. I remember Frank, he's like, hey, I got, I got just a guy for you guys. We ended, we've we've met him just this contract was our first time and I freaking love him, man. It's cool. Yeah, it's legit. Great experience with True Step. Definitely better than, than Total Mad. But yeah. Sure. All right, guys. Thank you for tuning in. We just shared with you the seven most common Travel nursing tips. Hope you guys enjoyed it. The myths, remember? The myth. Oh yeah, no tips this time. Yeah, it's just we, myths. We did episode episode with myth and tips, so this is just. But we did offer some tips. We did, of we course. Just, We're always we dropping value bombs, yeah, bro. Straight business. So thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you got the vlog uh, Monday every Monday. You get a new vlog for you guys. We're here in California. Enjoying this. We're gonna do a bunch of cool shit. So stay tuned, and we're gonna have Patreon up in the near future. Hopefully this time within a few weeks. So. By a few weeks, we mean hopefully like a, like next, a month. Next week, man, because I'm going to be on top of it. Mm -hmm. Stop saying that month shit. I'm done with that. Okay. Okay. Okay, Matthew. I spoke. <laughs> Later, guys. <laughs> Bye. Out,